When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, everybody. It's Russ from iHammers11. I hope you are all safe and well. Um, if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and uh, hitting the little notification bell so you're aware of every time you drop a new video and we've got lots of guests lots of great guests coming up including today's guest he's a uh, head of digital sport at the reach group of papers so that's primarily sort of daily mirror and uh, the daily star it's matty lawless hi matty how are you i'm good thanks mate how are you not bad not bad it must be strange times for someone who's sort of involved in in writing about sport all the time when there's no sport yeah <laughs> it's been honestly it's been been crazy but actually it's been really busy i mean there's so much to report on still and um yeah. you know you know there's the the uncertainty of what's going on in the premier league but you know the time we're recording this today we're looking forward to the bundesliga coming back yes. so this at least there's something you know yeah um exactly so yeah no it's not been too bad no and now isn't it and the league is starting in june as well isn't it as well i think they've announced now so yeah. yes <laughs> finally but we're it's nearly back Exactly. But it's given us a good chance, this opportunity to sort of obviously think nostalgically and look back at, at times and go over old, old clips of YouTube and, and season review videos and things like that. So it's been quite nice. And that's why everyone's sort of quite uh, hooked up with the channel, because that's what we're doing, just chatting about the old times, you know, when we had live sport. Um, that's brilliant. So- I mean, actually, last week I, was, I found myself um, flicking through Sky and... Um, Came up Leicester versus West Ham when we should have beat them really, but yes. um, end up two or two or draw. But even then, I was I was fixed on it. It was great, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. And you know and the it result. just reminded me what a team we had then as well. Exactly, you know? was, um, um, and you know the results as well. But it's still weird. <laughs> still, well, still think we can get we can grab a winner. I'll be honest. Once Cresswell scored, I knew what was coming, so I switched it off. I was like, no, I'm not going to annoy myself again. <laughs> Brilliant. So, so Matty, in terms of your sort of West Ham sort of fan career, so to speak, you know, what would what would be sort of your earliest memories of West Ham? Oh, God, tough one, really. I mean, 
I actually supported Nottingham Forest um, when I was about five because we played them, of course, um, yes. in the FA Cup semi-final. And well, the, the tell is I couldn't get a Hammers shirt, so somebody got me a Forest kit instead. And my dad said, you know, you're never going to go and watch Forest play, so you're a Hammers fan. So that was it, really. And um, but I think I don't remember the opposition. I mean, the, the, probably the first game we went to was sat in the old West Stand in the upper tier uh, in the wooden seats. And um, I must have been about six, but I think the one of the first games I truly remember going to was when we beat Blackburn in '95, um, which you know again I was probably yeah only about nine years old I think so yeah. at that time, and um, it was it was for a birthday present, and that was the year they won the title, and um, Mark Reaper and Don Hutchison scored brilliant two 0 win. We sat in the Bobby Moore stand, um, which was pretty new then I think. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it was um, you know it was it was a great great experience, and I had a sort of a bit of a run of um, going to West Ham games and seeing them win um, because back then I didn't have a season ticket till I was yeah, about yeah. I got my first season ticket when I was about fourteen, I think. Um, so going to the sort of the cup games and odd games here and there, so that was one of the first memories yeah, really, really, and it really stands out to me. And obviously, you know, covering covering West Ham amongst obviously other sport and stuff. And, you know, is there any sort of sort of standout moments in, you know, that, uh, that you can talk about? Yeah, definitely. I mean, oh, where do I start? I mean, <laughs> I, what I will say with West Ham is a lot of people ask me like, you know, do you go in the press box or things like that? And I don't, I mean, I've got a season ticket because yeah. West Ham is my love. It's my passion and it's my release from, from work really. I like to sit in the stands with my family and things like that. And um, yeah, I mean, some of the greatest memories I've got are, just going to the games with, you know, my family. I've had yeah. had some brilliant ones. You know, it came up on the Facebook memories the other day when we beat Spurs at the London Stadium, and it was a great photo of me and my son. That was brilliant. I think game-wise, I think atmosphere, apart from the last game at the bowling, which was just sensational mm. for all the right reasons. Um, prior to that, I would probably say it was the Ipswich playoff uh, yeah. semi-final, the first one. Um, Christian Daly scoring, Matty Everington as well. Stunning goal, yeah. Um, and I just remember Sky capturing me and my dad at the end of the game, sort of hugging each other, and that was that, that was amazing. And I guess the real best memory I've ever had for West Ham was playing on the pitch with with my old man and, and my uncle. So um, you know, you, you, you can't be that really. You can't nah, beat it. No, nah, not not many people can do it now. So it's, and, it's, and we, we, well, we we had the shirt on that you're wearing. Actually, that was the kit we wore on the day. Oh, which brilliant! Was, I think one of the best um, kits we've had in a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. And that Ipswich game when I remember uh, remember Christian Daly afterwards, like <laughs> on the pitch doing this sort of church yeah. rally and sort of speak. You know, we'll fight on the beaches type thing. It's That's brilliant. Like, I mean, even even the start of that game, it was just. I think Will Meller did the warm up song or something like that, and uh, the bloke from. Two packets of Christmas. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah. packet of Christmas. You know the one. Yeah, um, we used to drag out the celebrities when those games. It was yeah. bizarre, but I mean, the atmosphere that night was rocking. I mean, it yeah. really was, and just just brilliant. And people still talk really highly about that uh, that game and yeah. that atmosphere, and trying to obviously recreate it as best as they can. But that was just a special night. Yeah, definitely brilliant. Okay, Matty. So. What we do with these sort of Hammers 11 is quite simple. We try and keep it to a 442 because I'm crap at video editing or anything. Um, <laughs> this, is in, this is not my day job, obviously. Um, and, and secondly, um, you have to be alive to have seen them play, obviously. 
Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, otherwise everyone would just put Bobby Moore and Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we I, I wasn't around for that area, so mm-hmm. I can't put them in. I can put in Elian and, you know, <laughs> Javier Marquez, you know, for example. Um, and it uh, seems a fair swap. And, and lastly, um, it's your 11. So it doesn't have to be the best players. It can be your the players that hold dear to you, you know, ship they didn't know it type players or your worst players. It's up to you, really, who, what you, who you want to talk about. Um, yeah. But uh, it, it's, it's quite cathartic. You know, it's quite nice to sort of talk about uh, things in, in nostalgia at the moment. So um, who are we going to have in goal for the, the Matty 11 then? Oh, it has to be Ludic McCloskey. It really does. I mean, going back to that memory, like I say, it was a birthday present. Yeah. So I had McCloskey one, um, got that shirt and treasured that shirt. And actually, you know, Ludo was just a lovely guy. Um, and when, it, when I kind of got into reporting and interviewing managers and coaches and things like that, Ludo was one of the coaches at the time, I think, uh, when Pards was there um, during that cup run. And um, he was just a real gentle giant and just a lovely guy. And um, I, I thought he was a, I thought he was a great goalkeeper. Really, he was, he, you know, he had a rick in him, of course. But I mean, anyone just needs to go back and uh, look at that Manchester United yeah. last game of the yeah. season. He was, you know, was phenomenal, wasn't he? Um, and yeah, for me, Ludo stands out as my number one. But then, you know, I loved Robert Green. He had such a great rapport with the, with the, mm. with the crowd. I mean, he'd always turn around to us in the Bobby Moore low and, and whenever we'd sing England's number six, um, he, he was brilliant and he had so many good games for us, I felt. Um, and Adrian, I, I mean, talking about memories, I mean, the penalty he scored will yeah. always live long in my memory. And again, another, a lovely guy um, who I was very fortunate enough to go and do a training session um, when I was working for the Daily Mail. So I, I trained with the first team and that was brilliant. Um, usually Yaskalainen was trying to make a point of really pinging them at me, but Adrian was just, he was fantastic. Really yeah. good guy. But for me, like I say, Ludo number one all day long. Ludo. Brilliant. Okay, we'll put Lilo between the sticks. Uh, who should we have on left back then, Messi? One guess. Uh, it's Julian, isn't it? It's got oh, to be Dixie. I thought he was going to say Raz Van Rat, but no, we have Dixie. <laughs> yes. Dixie was quality. I mean, yeah. again, a, a really nice bloke as well. <laughs> I'm going to say this about a lot of people, I think, but um, he 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 was just for me one of my idols growing up as a kid. Terminator. Um, just loved him. You know. Yeah. He, he was just no nonsense, kick people up in the air. And, you know, he, he was a type of player that made you proud, really. Um, yeah. He fought for West Ham. He really yeah. did. And um, scored some special goals and penalties he scored. I mean, I remember him pretty much breaking Schmeichel's hand yeah. when he, he just fired it. And, um, and so many good goals from Dixie. So, um, And we had a fish called Julian. So, um, there we go. There we go. <laughs> named in his honour. You said you had a fish. Has he, is he, has he unfortunately gone down the toilet since then? Yeah, well, one of those. He went on holiday. <laughs> okay, went to the farm. Went to the farm with the others. Yeah, and, and you know, in terms of those, those penalties, you know, no, no one, you know, your, for your experience, no one does that anymore now. No one just thumps No, it. I mean, no, no one does. I mean, I, I didn't really get to see Ray Stewart play. That, no, no. Um, but I remember my old boss, Lee Clayton, always saying to me, you know, when it comes to penalty, Ray Stewart, and I'd always argue, say, no, Dixie. Um, yeah. But you know we, we've had some great penalty takers. To be fair, um, yeah. we've obviously Nobs, um, but Dixie for me, I just yeah. loved how he just wallop it. Yeah, and you knew we were going to get with it, you know. And it's like, but still they <laughs> yeah, went in, yeah. and it's like, yeah, <laughs> everyone thinks be too clever and tries to dink it or does something clever with it, but actually, yeah. just thump it. Um, right, okay, we'll put Dixie on on the left uh, and left back. Who are we going to have on right back then, Matty? 
struggle with this one. Um, but I mean, he was, he's, he's a utility man, but I loved him anyway. Um, Steve Potts. Oh, Potts. Um, he, he could play anywhere against yeah. uh, across that back four. So for me, I'm going to slot him in at right back. But again, he was he was Mr. Reliable, wasn't he? Just he never really let West Ham down. So um, and he's still at the club now, isn't he? he he's, he's with the youth team coaching them. So um, I was I was just always ashamed that I always wanted to see his son Dan progress really, and he, yeah. he kind of threatened to, but never did. But he's he's gone on to have a decent career at Luton. So mm. um, you know. But Potsy for me, lovely. And you player. never know. You never know these players. You know, a couple of a couple of cool seasons again, and quickly they they shoot up the yeah. league, don't they? When they're looking for lower league talent and stuff like that. Potsy, God bless him, <clears> and and so many gains to the club as well. You know, real servant at the club, same as Julian and Ludo. Right, okay. Yeah. Who are we going to have in the centre back positions there, Matty? Well, first of all, Rio Ferdinand, yeah. um, just a Rolls Royce of a player. Yeah. I mean, I remember him just striding out, thinking, "My God, he's too good for us." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He knew it, didn't and you just. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as much as we wanted to cling on to him, you just knew he was always going to go on to become yeah. a world-class centre-back. He was phenomenal. The way he sort of... He was a ball, first real ball-playing defender I'd watched. Mm. And, um, you know, just so intelligent. The way he scanned the pitch and um, dealt with danger. He was formidable in the air. Just a real good player. Real good player. Yeah. And um, I love watching him. Just It was great to see him go and have a good career. And mm. he, he's another one, actually, that... Nice, <laughs> real nice fella, and he still goes to watch West Ham. You know, I see one of the last games I was at, um, obviously before lockdown. Um, he was there with his family, so you know, it's good to see that he still holds the club in high regard. Mm, mm, definitely, and uh, I think alongside him, I've got to pick um, Winston Reid. Um, it, it's not maybe a choice, not many would say, but I think. When when Winston Reid signed, um, it was quite funny actually. The club put out a statement saying, "We've signed this World Cup star," and everyone's like, "Oh, brilliant! Who, who is it?" You know, yeah. and uh, turned out it was Winston Reid, and everyone's like, "Who?" Yeah. You know, but um, I think I think Reedy was um, when he came to us. He kind of had the first season wasn't very good, but that was a tough season anyway. Obviously, we got relegated. Um, but then he came into his own that first season in the Championship, scored that brilliant goal against Millwall, of course, um, as the song goes. Um, and he was great. And that next season, when we got back to the Premier League, he was such a good player. Even, you know, talks with Liverpool wanted him. Um, and he got that big deal. Um, scoring that last goal at the yeah. bowling as well. You know, for me, he's got to be in the team and we've had yeah. some good memories. Just a shame, really, that um, he didn't quite get the send-off that really should have had. And um, he's over in America now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I think, uh, I remember what, yeah, I remember when we signed him because I think there was talk of it just before the World Cup we were going to sign him. And, yeah. or, or, and and I was watching news and I thought, this guy's mustard. And then when it was really happy we signed <laughs> him. But yeah, as you said, like, World Cup player. Great, we got Nesta. No, no, we got New Zealand. New Zealand's like brilliant. But no, I, I like that. No. only paid four million quid for him. Yeah, though, paid think, from you know, Danish club, wasn't it? I think we signed him from. Yeah, yeah, Mitchelland, I think yeah. it was. And, um, you know, for me, very good player. Yeah. We were lucky. I mean, I, was, I wanted to put Ginger, Ginger Pele in there because I loved him. Um, but for me, Winston, just because of some of those goals that he scored, those important yeah. goals, he deserves selection for me. Yeah, and he does go down in, in folklore history forever. <laughs> yeah. So scoring that last goal. Right, OK, nice nice West Ham, I'd say. You know, set, you know, back four there, back five of Ludo. OK, right, who are we going to go in for midfield then, Matty? Who are we going to go uh, left wing? Left wing, um, Dimitri Payet. <laughs> he's just, um, 
Oh, God, what a player. Well he really was, I think. Just think back to that last season. He was something else. He was box office, really. Um, again, he was such a strange one because he he loved playing for West Ham at that time. Mm. And then whatever happened, happened. And, you know, I was told that he'd kind of um, become a bit of a recluse in the dressing room. He didn't really want to interact with others. And the writing was on the wall, sadly. Mm. Um, but... For for that one season we had with him, even that half a season when he scored that incredible goal against Middlesbrough at the London yeah. Stadium, he, he was just fantastic. But kind of a real shame that we didn't grab hold of him sooner. Um, yeah, and maybe maybe he didn't really go on to, you know, you're talking about that when he played for France um, at the Euros that that summer, one of the best players in Europe, if, yeah. if not the world well, at that. Ballon d'Or, so. Ballon d'Or nominee. When was the last time West Ham had one of them? <laughs> Uh, it just says it all for me, really. Yeah. And um, I know he got some pelters, like obviously when he left. I think because everyone was just so upset, yeah. um, the way it was handled. Um, but really, he could have he could have been a true West Ham great. Um, mm. But just that that kind of tainted it for him, to be honest. Yeah, no, I I agree. I know what you mean. But I, as I said, I think for it, it, that isolation yeah, that season. Yeah. In, in terms of in terms of players I've seen at West Ham, you, you know, by far one of the best. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I remember when he got, when, when he was injured that, in that sort of last season and he came back and he was, on the, he was on the bench and everyone was chanting for about 20 minutes the song. And he came on and he did a twirl and it was like, oh, he's back, thank God. You know, that's, <laughs> that was it. I mean, it, it was against Everton, wasn't it, where they, yeah. they'd done a job on him. You know, you, yeah. you knew they did and, and they'd done him well. But I think if we wouldn't have got injured... We, who knows? We might have finished in the top four that season. We were close, we were um, very close. Um, but what, what a player he really was, yeah. um, and the sort of player that you'd give your right arm to see again over at West Ham. Mm. There was nothing about him. You know, you look at him as a player, and he was like, he was, you know, he was quite stumpy. He wasn't like yeah. the fastest, but he he would just he just glide past players, and and yeah. we haven't, as you said, we haven't had a player like that for a long time. Yeah, um, a pure, a pure footballer. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Pure football player, and um, like I say, like you mentioned with the song, it just galvanised the whole the whole it, crowd. Yeah. You know, yeah. everyone was. I mean, I remember that last game, and the stadium was rocking with that song. Amazing, it really yeah. was. But, and yeah. and, you, and you know, a play of a song, you know, the the last one properly would have probably been Decanio. You know, Joe Cole, yeah, yeah, yeah in and out, and, and Colton. But there was one who, you know, there there was a song to represent an era of football for West Ham. It was you know the Piat song, the Canio song, you know, so. Yeah, no, I agree. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, we'll put him on the left. Who are we going to have on the right then? Trevor Sinclair. Um, I, I, I thought Sinks was a fantastic signing. One of one of the great Harry signings, really. Yeah. Um, and I even think back to when he, he was a late draft call-up to the England squad at mm. World Cup in 2002. Yeah. Um, for me, one of the best players in that squad that yeah. year. He, he, he was fantastic and... Some of the things he did for West Ham, the goals he scored, you know, I know he had a he had a great bright start at QPR, um, and he scored those overhead kicks, but he scored some brilliant ones for West Ham too. Um I always think back to Boxing Day when we smashed Charlton five yeah. nil. Um <laughs> that was one of her great memories. But you know, he goes down in folklore for me since for that um in the Toto Cup run we had winning that. Um but obviously the delivery played to the Canio. Yeah. For, for one of the probably the best goal I've ever seen yeah no, exactly and, and and you know it's been said a few times on the channel but you know 
since sinks or actually yeah since it maybe maybe declan now we've never had sort of that england regular you know he played like 13 14 games for england that 2002 season yeah, yeah. um and obviously you know it was nice having a player who was playing for west ham and playing regularly for england um obviously rob green but obviously then they got tarnished but you know yeah i think um yeah tricky trev love him okay brilliant We've got some pace and some skill on, on both sides there. Okay, right. Who are we gonna have, who are we gonna have in the middle there, Matty? You know what? Mid- midfield there's so many options. Yeah. It really was. But I've whittled it down to two. Mark Noble for me, he's got to be in the team. Yeah. He really has. Um it's his birthday today, actually. He's thirty three today. Um I just love Nobes. What yeah. what a gentleman. Um an ambassador for our club. If you want to kind of give a youngster an example of a good player a good professional he mm. is it all day long some of the things he does off the pitch just just doesn't often get recognised but no. you know the, the charity work he does and the community work he does it's just phenomenal and mm. he's one of the first people if you ever go to the club like on the media days or whatever I mean I've been fortunate enough that the club have always trusted me over the years and I've been able to visit the training ground yeah. on, on days when media is not supposed to be there and Nobs is always the first to kind of walk up and shake your hand. You know? um, he's just, just a real great guy. And um, I love the fact that he had that testimonial at the bowling. It was a special day that yeah. really, really good. Um, I was lucky enough again to be invited down to pitch side for that game and um, watch the penalties unfold and all that. And it was just great, great memory. Yeah. But Nobs, like I say, on the pitch for us, he just, he's never let us down. Never. No. And no. I, People will say, you know, his legs are gone, his legs are gone. For me, it's not an argument. You know, he's just, he makes up for whatever it is with, with his heart and soul. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd give him a deal for the end of time. You know, I really would. Yeah, no, I know they definitely. His, contracts, his contract might be coming up next summer, I think it is. Um, for me, I'd just make him a club ambassador for life. I could see Martin Noble managing West Ham one day. Yeah, really no, definitely. I can see him being very similar to the way Potsy is sort of treated. You know, he'd be in the academy, and it, he will not be more than a hundred yards away from London Stadium for the no. rest of his life. No, no we, we we need to make sure that we. I just don't ever want to see Mark Noble attached to another football club. He no, needs yeah. to be the West Ham for life. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And, and you know, you say when people say his legs are gone, I think that was more of a case of three years ago, two years ago. It, they were gone. Now it's like. He's found some new leg, you know. He's, he's definitely, nice. yeah. And he's, he's for me, he's, he's one of the first picks in the team, yeah, um, every definitely. week. You know, you, you can notice it when he's not playing. Um, yeah. we miss him dearly, and that's that's something we need to look towards. You know, we need to find the leader. Hopefully, Declan Rice will stay, um, because I think Declan's superb and he's someone that I would have loved to pick in this team, but um, a bit too soon for him just yet. But, yeah. um, but yeah, no, for me, just what, what a leader. Yeah, definitely. Okay, who's going to part the nobs in the middle then, Matty? Joey Cole, all day long for me. Yeah. I just, uh, I bet, again, I remember growing up and watching Joe Cole come through the ranks, and um, I'd never seen a player with such skill and flair and audacity. I mean, I think back to that Rabona he did against Coventry in yeah. the FA yeah. Youth Cup. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. What is he doing? I mean, he was, he was like a Brazilian. He was, he was our new Gaza, really. Um, and it's just a remarkable player. And another person that, again, Real, real top bloke. <laughs> he really is. And he, he genuinely loved West Ham. Um, I know he's gone on and he's sort of attached to Chelsea now, but he definitely, he's, he's got that West Ham fire in his belly yeah. still. He looks out for the club and I'm sure that one day he'd love to be associated to us again. But even yeah. when he came back, um, that second stint, I thought it was magnificent. And yeah. He came back and um, 
uh, real, real good return against uh, Man United in the FA Cup, I believe. Yeah, it was, yeah, 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 um, yeah. In the third round. Um, but yeah, Joey, just phenomenal player. Yeah, and 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 I think people now are appreciating, you know, how much of a football brain he's got because now he's doing a lot of, a lot, a lot of punditry on BT Sport and stuff, and he comes across <clears> so level-headed. When he talks very about intelligent, that. and yeah. I would argue that he's probably one of the best pundits at the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, I love Gary Neville. I think he's so insightful and um, Carragher for his passion, but Joe Cole just for his um, his intelligence. I football brain, yeah. It's a football brain, yeah. isn't it? That's, that's yeah. what they've got, and yeah. it's true what they say. Brilliant. Okay, our midfield is looking tasty. We've got a lot of skill. I'd be interested to see Pyatt and Cole in the same team. Oh, uh, but I oh. think, could you imagine? Right, okay, we're having up front then, Matty. Well, Carlos Tevez. Um, my son was born in 2007, and... Um, Mrs. L vetoed me calling him Carlos. Um, yeah, he was born in September. No, <laughs> I just love Tevez. I mean, again, another player where um, there was such a clamour for him to play with the fans. And he gave us everything. He it's, gave us every drop of sweat and blood and tears he could possibly muster. Um, and... God, I mean, that game against Spurs where he finally opened his account, jumping yeah. into the crowd, the pure emotion of it. It was just, for me, that kind of, whatever he went on and did beyond that, everyone would have loved him anyway, just yes. for that celebration alone. Yeah. But there's some of he kept us up 100%. I mean, everybody, he brought the rest of the team up. That's, that's what mm. he did. He galvanised the rest of the squad. I think he played a big role in the likes of Martin Noble coming on a bit because everyone could see listen, if this guy is prepared to do it for us, why shouldn't we? And yeah. I think everybody else kind of lifted it from then. And um, Kerbishly, I think, often gets overlooked, but he did a good job, actually, um, mm. keeping us up there. Yeah. yeah, and the way he Obviously, moved... Tevez was the catalyst behind it. Exactly, but, he moved, but the way he sort of took the shackles somewhat off Tevez, because, you know, under Pards, he was like, he wasn't the player that he was under Kerbs. And I think, you know, very similar to... Moyes and Arnautovic, you know, they, they, they see, and Payet and Bilic, you have to have that sort of combination yeah. to work. And it just, it just works, as you said. Um, it did, yeah. it did. And sometimes, I mean, particularly with South American players, we've seen it, they need an adjustment period. Mm. And unfortunately for Pardew, he didn't have the same Carlos Tevez when he arrived as the Carlos Tevez that left West Ham, yeah. you know, who went on to be you know, Champions League winner with Manchester United, won the title with Man City and just went on to have a glorious career. But mm. even then, you, you know, when you, you look at interviews now with Tevez, he, he's genuinely got that passion for West Ham still, hasn't he? Which is great. Yeah. And it's funny, when, people, when players leave, particularly academy players, go to other clubs, you still, despite the fact they're playing, they've got a Chelsea shirt on, for joke, he, he's still West Ham boy, you know, and it's yeah. like, Rio, he's still West Ham, you know, it's like, you sort of almost like live the life for the player through him. Yeah, they're brilliant, love it, love it, love it. Okay, we've got Tevez in. Who's going to partner Tevez up front? Paolo Di Canio. <laughs> this, this is a fun team, I tell you. Love it. Um, I mean, Paolo was Paolo was my favourite ever West Ham yeah. player. He really was. Um, just <laughs> I remember being a kid, and then you could. I mean, our school, the school I went to was just over the road from the training ground, actually. Um, and we we well, we should have done this, but we skipped a lesson and um, we popped down to the training ground because you could in those days. Yeah, this was not long before um, you know John Artson kicked Ile Berkovic in the head. Yeah. Um, and I just remember like Harry was so accommodating and he'd be like shouldn't you be at school boys and no 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 we're okay Harry and uh, Paolo get off 
move on, you know, and he'd be, and then part of that would be jogging out and with his trainers and his own, just, just different class. And, yeah. um, but then on the pitch, like I say, one of the best, well, one of my favourite West Ham games, we beat Bradford by um, just real roller coaster in that game. And Arlo just, he summed up. That was his game, wasn't it? And uh, um, he wanted to come off the, the pitch. Harry said no. He wanted to take the penalty. Lampard was saying no, but he took it. And yeah, it just, well, that, that, that match encapsulated. Enca- exactly. That match encapsulated Paolo Di Canio. Sort of the. Yeah. In touch the the fiery side, the skillful side. You know, if they ever wants to talk about Paulie Cannon, just watch that match, and that will tell you just everything real you need nutcase, to know. Wasn't he? Yeah, and West Ham <laughs> love a nutcase. Again, it's another type of player that fans will always appreciate. The yeah. Players that kind of give everything for the club, um, and I think there are still some players in the team who are a bit like that. I'd, I'd say Mikel Antonio has got those qualities, um, and that's probably why fans do like him. Um, but for me, yeah, Di Canio was just number one. And I only ever had, yeah, three players. I only ever had three players' names on the back of my shirt growing up. And that was um, obviously Ludo, um, Di Canio, and then Tevez. Uh, that was the last name and number I've ever had on a shirt. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, probably ever will do. Yeah, no, I, I, know, I know what you mean. And but now we kind of seem to curse the players that come in because my son, Freddie, whenever the new season starts, we get him a kit. He's had, you know, he's had a few on his. He's had Pyatt. He's had Arnautovic. He's had, you know, four nails has been okay, but they seem they seem to leave. So we've, we've cursed them a bit. Next <laughs> okay. season he's getting Noble. Yeah, yeah, just get Noble. <laughs> you know who you are. That's not going to happen with him. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly though, that, I mean, for me, that's that's the best eleven players yeah. I've probably I could put together for West Ham. But yeah. honestly, so many players that I could have picked in there, like. You know, John Moncur loved him. Just the fact that he'd come on and kick someone, get booked straight yeah, away. Yeah. You know, he's a real entertainer. Michael Carrick, for his technical ability, was sensational to watch. Yeah. And I think with Mickey Carrick, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves no. sometimes because when we got relegated, he could have walked into any other team. Um, but he actually stayed committed to West Ham for that season in, in the Championship, or Division One as it was then. Yeah. Um, it's just unfortunate for him that he went to Tottenham. Um, but I think it, had he gone to another club, I think he would have probably had a bit more of a um, legendary status, yeah. maybe with, legacy, with the fans. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. And um, but then yeah, Scott Parker, you know, that season he won Player of the Year, incredible. Three in a row, even though got. Three, yeah. <laughs> um, and Yossi Benayoun, I mm-hmm. thought was a wonderful football player. He really was. Um, and then of course, striker-wise, Dean Ashton. You know, yeah. what what could have been with with mm-hmm. Dean Ashton. He really was just a real handful of a player. I thought a seven million pound bargain, which was yeah. quite a high transfer fee then. It was. But it, that, that season, we got to the FA Cup final, beating Man City in the quarterfinals um, mm. away. What a night we had that night. Goal, that was yeah. good fun. And, um, and Dino was just, again, another player who had a song, didn't he? And, yeah, um, no, he did. Yeah, and he, one of those players who, on his day, was was unplayable, wasn't he? And he, I I agree. I think you know if, if he wasn't injured because of the injuries, I think yeah, he would have been England regular. Him and Rooney up front. He may not have been at West Ham for much longer. Um, <laughs> but but it, again, you know, I think we were robbed of a of a, of a fantastic player. Would have definitely graced many more elevens. That's for sure. Matty, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time, everybody. I've enjoyed you, it. Thank you. It's been great, isn't it? Just chatting about the old days. Uh, and, <laughs> and obviously, thank you to you for watching. Um, obviously, like, share, watch them all. We've got tons more coming up soon. And uh, take care, everybody. Stay safe. 
Sports Social Podcast Network.